0: Welcome to the Give Back Economy, a podcast about social innovation and social enterprise. Now, with your host, Peter Miller. Welcome back, and today we have a neighbor who's uh, been willing to participate in these interviews. His name is Sam Albanese of Albanese Consulting, Inc. And Sam has an amazing... uh, academic background. I've been a professor, author, entrepreneur, so it's going to be a fun time in this interview. Welcome, Sam.
1: Well, thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Okay, so let's get into your post-secondary education, which is fairly extensive, considering all the letters you have after your name.
1: Well, I, uh, when I graduated, I should say that uh, I, sh- I should mention first of all that I started school very late in my life because I'm, uh, as you know, I'm an immigrant. So I didn't start school till I was nine years old here in Canada. I never uh, did go to school in my home country. Uh, they put me in grade one uh, because I didn't have any kind of scholastic ability and all that sort of stuff there no education of any kind so i had to start somewhere as they say you know but anyway fast forwarding uh i graduated from uh, seneca college as a, a chemical technologist engineering basically uh and uh, so uh, with the uh, high, uh, I guess it was 4.0, whatever they, they used in those days, uh, grading and everything. So, uh, but that's the extent of my uh, sort of formal education. Um, but obviously, up throughout my uh, my tenure in the financial service industry, I have spent a great deal of time and effort and everything else uh, at upgrading my education. So as you can tell by my many titles after my name and everything else Uh, education has been a very very important part of my life
0: so what are those certificates can you briefly describe them
1: Sure. Uh, I have what's what's called a certified financial planning uh, certificate or diploma, whatever you want to call it. Uh, basically, which allows me to basically sit down with a client and go through a complete financial plan uh, with them from A to Z, uh, depending on their particular needs and everything else. It's very expensive. Um, it's uh, this eight subjects. Uh, quite, quite an intense. Uh, took about six years almost to go through all that. You know, then I have my CLU, which is the Chartered Life Underwriter. Uh, basically, makes me a specialist, you might say, in the life insurance industry. And again, that's about another six or seven different subjects that have to be uh, studied, from taxation to law, uh, to uh, you know tax planning and all those sort of things. So it's again very, very extensive. Uh, studying, then I moved on to CHFC, which is the Charter Financial Consultant, and that is right up there in the uh, among sort of the. I'm not going to. I'm not going to say CFA, but pretty close. Where we really do high-end uh, uh, learning in various different areas of uh, the financial service industry. Once again, always, always uh, t- focused on the consumer. Okay, so every course I've taken has always been about uh, focusing on the consumer's needs and everything else. Then there's the FLMI, which is the Fellowship and Life Marketing Institute, which is a worldwide uh, organization, and um, I'm one of the few that actually have that uh, that designation, which uh, basically is, again, human nature, uh, marketing, uh, products, uh, product innovation, very much uh, very entrepreneurial, very innovative type of courses that we took. And that was 12 subjects, by the way, so that took quite a while to get through all that. And my latest one, uh, which I'm very, very proud of, is uh, my, it's a TEP, or what I call a trust and estate practitioner. There's only about, uh, I guess, about 2,000 of us in Canada, and it's only about 10,000 worldwide. So this is a, a very, very prestigious uh, designation, which allows me then to deal with the high end. Uh, again, uh, when I say high end, I'm, I'm saying the education's high end. Obviously, we, we can deal with uh, various different. Uh, uh, denominations of people and everything else. There are different categories and everything. But it's a trust and estate practitioner, which allows us then to, to deal with the, uh, basically estates. Okay, um, As we get older, um, estate planning and things of that nature are becoming more and more important to people. And so I decided to go after that designation. So throughout all those years, um, there's been quite a bit of uh, education and, uh, over and above my uh, my academic side of the, of the business.
0: So Sam, before we get into your teaching and training effort, let's talk about your experience as an entrepreneur.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I've always been entrepreneurial. Um, I've always wanted to, to be able to uh, run my own show and uh, and be able to do what I believe should be done. Um, <clears throat> so I focus my attention really on the financial service side of the, uh, of, the of the business. Um, and so I, I set up a company, and, and uh, now I've had three different companies, sort of three different variations of the, but always the same theme, which was financial services. And financial services in regards to the general public, uh, in other words, dealing with uh, the general public. So um I, I, I like being self employed. It gives me the flexibility but also allows me very much uh to deal with various different uh areas of uh, of of the economy that i could then participate and i could i could uh... work with other organizations because i have the freedom to do so so it isn't about uh... chasing a paycheck it's really more about being industrious being uh, uh... being able to help other people being able to through my efforts and everything else to bring uh... basically you might say financial literacy uh... to the public uh, as well so um being being self-employed uh being an entrepreneur i I've, I've actually owned three different companies and uh, sold two of them one of them i'm still holding on to which is Albanese consulting of course the other two have been uh, have been uh, sold uh but at all times one of the things that i've always wanted to do was to be able to provide employment as uh, So, as an entrepreneur, I have the opportunity now to hire people and basically provide them with uh, adequate uh, uh, salaries and everything else a lifestyle and I have been able then, because of my efforts and everything else to 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 build these companies, hire people give them, uh, pay them a equitable paycheck and everything else, give them a lifestyle that they can enjoy. Uh, so it's my way, again, of giving back, uh, work, uh, working with, uh, and I've been blessed with so many, many people working for me over the years. Uh, just in my, the last company I sold, uh, I had uh, 23 people that were working uh, in my office here at Markham. Uh, but I also had an office in Calgary, I had an office in the East Coast, and again, always the same thing, that people come first, okay, and what what do we need to do uh, to make people's financial lives uh, more affordable, basically, and more enjoyable.
0: When you uh, got into that, you probably hadn't heard the term social innovator and social enterprise, but in today's world, that's what you are
1: i i agree uh it, 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 you know <clears throat> it's all about giving back you know uh it, it it really really comes down to the same thing you know I, i've always believed you know that we are our brothers sisters and brothers keepers you know we are our brothers and sisters keepers all right and so whatever we do we must always keep other people in mind i have been blessed even though i came here as a Poor immigrant, basically. I've been blessed with the opportunity uh, to work in this wonderful country of Canada. This is home. And through my efforts and through my companies and everything else, I have been able to give back. So people have always been my focus in everything that I've ever done is how, whatever I am doing, how is this going to basically help my fellow human being, uh, basically. I don't see black, white, yellow, whatever, okay, I just see people, and I don't really care uh, in terms of, you know, I, I don't like the idea of putting labels on, 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 on people, I just look at what I see is people, and people need help, okay, we, you know, you know uh, Peter, we are all different, so that we can all make a difference, And so my view is that if I can make a difference in a child's life, in an adult's life, however it is, whatever, by providing employment, by providing other assistances and everything else, why not? Why not? Life is forgiving. It's not for taking. Life is forgiving. And my entire life, I've always been a giver.
0: That's terrific, Sam. And it is true, based on my knowledge of what you've done. Let's talk now about uh, your teaching and training aspect of your life.
1: Well, when uh, <clears throat> when I sold my company uh, to uh, ING a few years ago now, I went on to uh, Seneca College basically uh, and said, you know, what is missing in all of this is that there is no financial service course given at the college at this point. And my background is financial services. Now, Even during the time I had my companies, we always had uh, seminars, workshops, and everything else for the general public. You know, financial literacy is still one of the things that in in Canada we are in serious deficiency of. So when I went to the college and I presented my my business plan, you might say, remember, and I'm an entrepreneur. So I went there with as an entrepreneurial mind basically, say, Look, I've looked at your uh, business section, and everything else, and I noticed that you do not do any work at all in providing uh, financial service courses uh, and training and everything else. You know, I can bring that to the table. That's my background. I can bring that to the table. And So, I don't want to belabor it too long uh, because it's a long story, but in any case, I was blessed with the uh, opportunity with uh, meeting some of the people at Seneca who were open-minded about all this. And they said, we've been trying to do something like this for the longest time. It hasn't really worked out for us. Um, How can we do this? So, once again, we went through the whole process. And in actual fact, uh, about about six to eight months later, I got the approval to proceed on that. The problem, Peter, as you well know, uh, because you've been involved with the college as well, is colleges don't have much money, or any money for that matter, in many cases. So that was the stumbling block. I did not see that as enough stumbling blocks. As an entrepreneur, I don't believe in stumbling blocks. I I look at opportunities, okay? And so, therefore, I said, okay, if money is a stumbling block, we'll solve it. I'll raise the money for you I will go out and find the money for you and that's exactly what I ended up doing I went out to my uh, colleagues across the in the industry in both banks and insurance companies financial organizations property and casualty companies all these companies that I've done business with and everything and in a matter of six months I raised a quarter million dollars so that gave us the seed money to start the process uh, but basically hire educational people to write curriculum you know as you know we have there's a lot of work that, that, that goes into uh, developing courses and everything else, and they have to be uh, meet obviously, uh, uh, basically uh, college requirements and everything else, educational requirements by the ministry and everything. So it's, it, it's quite involved. And while this was going on, I then proceeded to uh, hire professors and all that that would again assist because obviously I couldn't teach all the courses. So I have to have people help me with uh, with that, but of course I needed money to do that as well. So I went out once again and raised more money. So long and short of it is that in uh, by uh, 2008, this started in 2006. Uh, so by 2008, I had about uh a little over $500,000 that I had actually raised through the industry, uh, basically, and uh, we were able to launch the uh, the financial services practitioner uh, pro- program and everything. And it was an instant success. Uh, it really was. The industry rallied around this course. They started assisting me in many, many different ways, providing uh, uh, services at no cost to the college and everything. And um, and uh, th- all that happened basically in a, in a, in a space of uh, two or three years. Uh, we, we managed to go from really basically zero uh, to, uh, to basically uh, courses Now, they're now being offered right across Canada. So we were the pioneers. Seneca was the pioneer. I was the pioneer, whatever you want to call it, uh, basically. So today, if you go to any college pretty well in Canada, you'll find that they're all offering financial service courses of some nature. As they always say, somebody has to start this. And I was still, that somebody, basically, Seneca was that somebody that was able to uh, see the future. And uh, today, financial services uh, in Canada is a major, major course, which, by the way, is now also being offered on an international level. I'm very proud of that. Uh, the, some of these courses now are being taken up by international students international governments, recognizing that their people must also be educated in uh, financial services and everything. So as they say, you know, you have to start somewhere. We started way back in 2006, and, uh, and here we are today. Uh, the lead, Canada now is very much a leader in financial services. We all know that.
0: But you didn't stop there. You also at the same time got into training people. Tell us a little oh, bit absolutely.
1: about that. Absolutely. I mean, you know, one person can't do it all. I needed to, uh, needed to create uh, extensions of myself. Uh, I mean, while I had the vision, you might say, I needed arms and legs. You might say, I need, you know, I need. Uh, so we decided then that we need to start to uh, train uh, people not only to teach the course, but also train the trainer, so to speak, you know, but also uh, deal with the general public so what we did is then we trained people to start to uh, go to the general public with this new new knowledge and everything else so that we can help people set uh, set themselves up financially for financial freedom in the future, so we started teaching the, the these uh the students and everything else about the, the various different products and everything, which they in turn could go down to their particular clients, their families their uh, their you know develop you know, create a basically their career for themselves. In financial services. So today we have an army basically of uh, of well educated uh, financial service reps and they specialize. Some of them will specialize in certain areas and some will be generalists, whatever it is, you know. But all of these people here now can deal with the general public. Remember that the ultimate aim of all of this that I've done is the public. At the end, is how do we do whatever it is we're doing must be beneficial to the public so the center of everything that i've done uh... in the last few years in particular with Seneca and everything, uh, is that we, uh, the, the, he says, will this, What? how will this impact the general public? So all the courses, all the training, everything that's been done has always been with the, the center being the human being, the individual. And so you look at the situation today, uh, you know, we've got enormous amount of immigrants coming into Canada, uh, which is a wonderful thing. Uh, and a lot of these people are not familiar with the Canadian Financial Services service industry so we have trained people now that can go to these people and say okay let's sit down and we'll show you how this works you know we'll show you how you know mortgages work we'll show you how uh, how the taxation up in canada work what the laws are in terms of financial service how you can set up uh, plans for your education of your children because remember a lot of these uh, immigrants of course come with children uh, I need education. Right? Somebody's got to pay for all of this. How do we go about doing that uh, that, that, that sort of thing? So you're, you're absolutely right. Uh, the, we needed to train a lot of people. So today uh, we have thousands of, uh, of, uh, of well-trained individuals across Canada and in some cases around the world who are now able to go to the public and say, I can help you here. I, I can. I can get you there. I can. I can uh, work with you, and, um, and so we have financial planners now. Uh, you know, insurance planners, retirement planners. We've got all that stuff now, all all in place, uh, and and ready to work with uh, with the general public.
0: So, has the virus changed your delivery at all, Sam?
1: I can't say that it hasn't, but I'm still going to say that people still need people, and so yes, it has uh we've had to do a lot more uh, virtual uh type of meetings uh we've had to like phone calls things of that nature, but the the agents the people that we've trained. Uh, they're a resilient bunch. Okay, they know that they have responsibility to their clients, so they don't abandon their client. They're they're going to make arrangements to see their clients, you know, wearing a mask if need be, doing a virtual meeting uh, if uh, if if need be. Um, the unfortunately, the amount of. Uh, Classroom training that we used to do, of course, all that has been shut down. So there's no real classroom training that we can do because of the social distancing aspect. But it is beginning to open up a little bit. But we've got a long way to go. So most of the training that I do today, and 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 fellow professors and everything else, uh, is being uh, virtual. It's 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 uh, it's an efficient way of delivering things, but know this is a people business and so classroom obviously is the desired mode but unfortunately given the circumstances uh it has uh, it it has definitely changed the way we deliver uh the the training the course and everything else but i should tell you however peter that given the COVID situation more and more people are suddenly aware of their vulnerability they're suddenly aware that oh my God what what if I did die? What if I did have uh this get this uh this particular uh virus and everything else, and I was laid off for months or something like that what would happen to my family? So what we are finding now is that some of these people who were delaying make decisions, let's say or whatever or been thinking about it all of a sudden. There is, uh, an, uh, there is an uptake from the public, not just from the agents themselves who normally would go out and talk to you. But now what we're finding is that people are actually calling us and saying, for example, I need to get my will updated. Okay? Many, many people, first of all, don't have a will, but even the ones that did have a will, <coughs> a lot of them were basically uh, realizing that, you know what, I better take a look at this. Uh, It may be outdated. So I get all kinds of phone calls now from people wanting me to review their particular situation. So will planning has become a big, big, big area, number one. Number two, power of attorney. You know, again, uh, I speak in terms of the uh, many people coming from other countries. That don't understand this whole system of wills and power of attorneys, okay? The importance of having a will, the importance of having, uh, you know, power of attorneys and everything else. So, where, you know, I I do a lot of work with lawyers and everything, and they tell me they've had an uptake in requests for uh, wills, updates, or brand new wills, or, you know, or whatever, uh, power of attorneys, uh, you know, things of that nature there. So the end result is that uh, you know those three areas, uh, those two areas, uh, lawyers have uh, have have been uh, being you know inundated really with calls and requests and everything. I myself have had many people call, and of course I'm not a lawyer, and you know, and uh, so therefore I refer them to uh, law firms that I'm familiar with and everything. Um, And then also the um, uptake in terms of life insurance is being considerable as well. So where once times. People would be, you know, be reluctant uh, or hesitate or postpone those, uh, you know, buying life insurance. Suddenly, they realize how vulnerable they are. And so, life insurance, uh, critical illness insurance, disability insurance—all of these things here suddenly are very, very important to people because they recognize the fact how, how that life is fickle. Okay, uh, and you could be healthy one moment and be severely uh, strict, uh, stricken down, you know, uh, with the virus, and all of a sudden your family is uh, lost because you're the main breadwinner, or whatever, you know, and you don't have any, uh, you don't have any other resources and everything uh saving money uh you know plans for saving money uh things of that nature there so it's it's interesting that it used to be the financial service person would be the basically the motivator you might say would call you and say hey peter we need to talk about this 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 what's happening now what we're noticing is that the peters of this world out there are actually calling us and saying, "You know you've been telling me about this. I really need to sit down and, and, and uh, look at this I, you know in other words, they, they feel that there is, could be a, uh, a problem here, and we've got to, uh, we've got to address this now.
0: One of the uh, last areas that I want to address, Sam, is your uh, capability as an author, so tell me about that oh, a yes.
1: Yes, uh, yes, I co-authored a, a book, uh, and what one of the things that is uh, obvious in the financial service industry is that a lot of people find it very confusing. Okay, very, very confusing. And There's a lot of fancy words and everything else. So, and, you know, and and the same questions are being asked all the time from various different clients. So one day I said, thinking to myself, I said, you know, and I've talked to a colleague of mine. I said, you know. You know, basically the amount of questions that I get is essentially the same over and over and over again, you know, whatever. There must be a mechanism, there must be a way where we can put all these questions into one place, uh, basically, and and that way people can just go in and get the information that that they need. So from there uh, came up the idea of, well, maybe we should write a book about this. Let's take a look at the most frequently asked questions, for example, in terms of retirement, let's say, or education for the children, or state planning, or whatever. But we wanted to do it. Again, always remember that our whole mantra has always been the public. We wanted to do this book in layman's language. Too many times what happens is you get these financial uh, books and everything else, and they're so fancy and and, uh, nice words and everything else, which nobody understands, the vast majority of people. So who reads them? Other financial service people. But the general public doesn't read it because they don't understand it. They just do not. It's It's a very different language. So we decided to do a plain English book basically. Now I should mention we've been asked now to translate it into three different languages, so we're looking at that as we speak uh, basically. But at this point, okay, it really is essentially 267 questions, I believe it is, uh, of the most frequently asked questions about various different subjects. Like I said, state planning, life insurance, pensions, all sorts of di- all sorts of different things, okay. And, uh, and and then we answer those, again, in plain, uh, plain language, plain English, uh, basically. And that has been a huge, huge success. Uh, what we're finding is now financial firms, such as the banks, are actually ordering books to give to their clients, uh, you know, financial service people, CFP people, you know planners and all they're buying these books and they give them to the client so a well-educated client is the best kind of client you can have because once you educate them they're basically your client they're, they're stuck with you they believe you they trust you you know essentially so this was a tool basically that the financial uh, uh, service uh, industry could provide in plain english a simple simple version of uh, a book that could answers most of their questions as plain as possible and that, again, allows people to say, you know what? This is really important to me. I need to sit down with my financial planner. I need to sit down with my life insurance planner, you know, my pension planner, because this is really important to me, you know, whatever, you know. So it's, it's been, a, it's been a, a, a wonderful ride.
0: But, Sam, not only is the content important, but it's how you use the proceeds.
1: Oh, well. Wow. When I did the book, okay, when I, the idea uh, for our, any royalties, any monies that we make and everything else, all of that will go into a charity. Okay, uh, I have my own uh, charitable organizations that I uh, I donate money to and everything else. So I made up my mind that any monies that come from the from uh, from this book, of course, would go into uh, charitable funding, and I earmarked a sick kids uh, hospital for this. Uh, I have a love for children. I I uh, I can't not stand the very idea that a child should suffer. No child should be left behind, either for education or for health or whatever. No child should ever be left behind. The future lies with our children, okay, and therefore their their health, uh, both mental, physical, educational, whatever it is, is crucial. And so I decided that any amounts of money that are that are generated from the the sale of these, uh, these books will go into a charity. And so what we do is we donate that uh, that money. In my case, I decided my colleague has his own, and that's perfectly fine. But my own portion of it uh, is uh, is gone to Sick uh, Sick, sick uh, Kids uh, Hospital. Uh, I I sit on the advisory board for Sick Kids. And I've seen, I've seen the miracles that happened there. And I've also seen children and I know perfectly well will never leave that hospital, which is very, very sad. And I cry every time I go through the, uh, 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 the corridors, basically. You know, I feel sorry for these poor children. But at the same time, Whatever I can do uh, to alleviate some of the suffering and everything else, and the only way, really, I'm another doctor, so the only way I can figure out how I can possibly help any of these children is donating uh, for, uh, the royalties and uh, whatever uh, from from uh, from my sale of the, uh, of the books. And I I do other you know other things as well. But you asked about the books and where where's that money going? It doesn't go, It doesn't go in my pocket. Uh, it goes. Uh, it goes to a charity.
0: Well, this morning, or today, depending on when you're listening, we have had a great opportunity to listen to a gentleman who takes place in many areas in terms of being an entrepreneur, a social enterprise entrepreneur, a social innovator, a professor, a trainer, and in many cases, giving back to community. And I want to thank you, Sam, for taking the time today and uh, look forward to hearing many more successes in the future.
1: Well, thank you, Peter, and thank you for the audience and the opportunity to to be of, uh, of service to you. But I'll leave you with one more thought. Always remember, life is forgiving, and I'll leave it at that.